Publishing Group, making a difference one story at a time. We'll be shining the light on successful founders, entrepreneurs, business owners, and leaders that are getting results and making a difference. We'll talk about how they built their businesses, are creating movements, and leveraging the power of authority in their own lives. Be sure to stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Power of Authority Spotlight with Michelle Prince. I'm excited to uh, dive in today because we have an incredible guest that is going to be sharing some awesome tips. He's known as your business wingman, and his name is Jason Ballard. I'll tell you a little bit about Jason, but then I'm going to let him dive a little bit deeper into his his backstory. But Jason Ballard is the founder and president of Soar Higher Coaching and Training. He serves as a top-rated business and executive coach where he's leveraged his 27-plus years of real-world leadership experience and the world's best business practices to accelerate the growth of career professionals and organizations to desired levels of success, maximize revenue and profits, and solve tough problems, achieve big goals, and reach their full potential faster than they could on their own. Wow, that sounds like a lot. That's awesome. Um, he has a diverse background, and it spans from growing up and working in a family-owned construction company to leading government, commercial sector, and nonprofit organizations. Welcome to the show, Jason. Hey, thanks, Michelle. Pleasure to be on your show. Thank you. Well, absolutely. Yeah, so I we, we talked a tiny bit beforehand, and I you know, love, I'm all about leadership and training and development and all those things. And it sounds like in coaching, it sounds like you, we share those passions. Um, so tell, tell us more about what your company does, who you serve and all of that. Yeah, no, thank you so much. And, and it's so great to spend time with another like-minded person that's in this space that's out there trying to help people and, and, and help them be successful. So uh, the short of it is store hire coaching and training uh, is, is, is a three-tier company. So we do business and executive coaching for business owners, uh, C-suite members, uh, decision makers of companies that can be in small, medium, or large size. We serve people all over the world in all industries. So we're not, not industry specific at all. And, and we're helping them from a business coaching standpoint, we're helping them understand more about their business, mm -hmm. how to operate that, how to grow that, how to scale that in a very smart, logical, meaningful way. So they kind of get away from trying to try things and see how this works and these, you know, kind of gimmicky things that are out there that trip people up. They're not, it's not even a right fit for them where you can, you know, like you said, a business wingman, I'm kind of right beside them, guiding them through the process, minimizing their mistakes, uh, minimizing their opportunities of, of doing things that, that may not be right for them. They might not be ready to do some of the things they're, they're wanting to do. And so working side by side with them to, to have a customized, unique plan that meets them where they're at and takes them to the place that they want to go to achieve whatever levels of success they want to achieve. We also do the executive coaching where we work one-on-one -on -one with usually management level folks and above on their personal career growth, leadership, and development. And that could be anything from grooming somebody to the next level that's, that's you know, looking to be promoted in the company or, you know, folks that just find their way in life and, and maybe struggling or maybe going through some things that are tripping them up. And we help kind of give them tools and resources to move them through that and be 
be successful. The second aspect is training. We offer all types of different trainings uh, that cover the, the gamut of business, you know, that leadership, time management, teamwork, you know, uh, team building, those kind of things. The third thing we do that kind of kind of ties all this stuff together is the assessments. We get, we have over a hundred different types of assessments that that look at a company from a, a number of different um, uh, angles, about a 360 degree view to see how they're performing, how you know they compare to others, and 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 then give them a place to start. So we give them data, we give them some real facts of, of how things are really going versus how they think they're going. And then we figure out how to take them from there and, and go from there. Awesome. Are these assessments things like uh, behavioral assessments like DISC, Myers-Briggs, or any of those? Or are these more, um, what types of assessments? Yeah, so it's it's a combination. I use uh, DISC assessments a lot, more on an individual or team level. Um, I think those are, are some of the best ones out there that really scientifically proven over a hundred years of, of really how to measure up teams and culture and stress levels and what motivates people and how to get people engaged the right way. And there's a lot of different ways to, to do that with those types of assessments. There's a whole, I think there's well over like 70 assessments in the, in the, uh, in, in kind of the DISC assessment world. But we also offer other types of assessments. We offer full-fledged business assessments where we go in and, and look at all of the different aspects of a company, you know, from the mindset to the culture, to the finances, to the marketing, all that stuff, and give them a comprehensive view mm-hmm. of where they're at and, and where, what it's going to take for them to get to that, to that next level of success as they want to achieve. Love it. So what's your, how did you get into this? What's the backstory that brought you? (laughs) (laughs) It was a long, it was a long and winding road, uh, Michelle. Uh, I started out, I've I've always, I didn't realize it uh, until later in life, but I've always kind of had this entrepreneurial spirit about me. I grew up in a little small town, Land O Lakes, Florida. Everybody says, oh, that's where they make the butter. And I'm like, no, it's too hot in Florida to make butter there. It'll be melted (laughs) by the time you do it. But Land O Lakes, Florida, a little small town. It was a little country bumpkin town back in the day, just north of Tampa. We lived down on the ranch, no neighbors. We had horses and all this kind of stuff in, in our ranch. And my dad, my family is a bunch of entrepreneurs. My dad owned a construction business. My uncle and other family members had an electrical company, you know, the trades and the blue collar. Mm-hmm. So I grew up, you know, doing roofing and concrete work and all the, you know, dirty work my dad didn't want to do. He kind of kind of pawned it off on me as a sidekick. And so I grew up in that and, and I learned a, a ton uh, about business and about how to survive and how to be creative and innovative with with, with how to shape your business and really be opportunistic. And at the, you know, I was in my high school year, um, uh, going into my high school uh, senior year and my parents split up and, and things kind of went, went south with the family. And, and I, I'd always had a big, even at a young age, Michelle, I've always had a bigger vision inside of my brain and I can't explain it. It's just there. And I just had this bigger vision. And, and when my parents split up, it was, it was a crossroads moment where you have to make a decision. 
And I chose the path of, of chasing education and all that. And so the only way I could really do that uh, in a smart way without, you know, uh, driving myself crazy is I ended up going into the military. I had a few friends that were in the military and would tell me things about it. You know, I had a couple of family members in the military before me, two grandfathers, but they passed away when I was young. So I didn't really understand anything about the military. So, but I just like, you know, I'll go in for a few years. I'll work hard. I'll try to get some education benefits because I was driven to be educated. I was driven Mm -hmm. to be the first person in my family to ever go to college ever. And so I went into the Air Force and then my whole world changed. I got out of the small town and, and, and got, got a perspective of, of life that I, I didn't even know existed. And I had, you know, I'm so blessed, you know, the good Lord just, just really um, has a way of working in your life. And he brought some leaders into my life that saw things in me that I didn't see in myself. And they said, I don't know everything about you, kid, but you got something. Wow. Let's see what we can do with it. And I got endorsed to, to, to get my commission. I, I was in a couple of years and I got my commission to be an officer. And that turned in, you know, four years turned into 20 something. And, and I, I left as a, as a colonel and got to go all over the world and be a part of a lot of amazing, amazing things all over the world. Just a wonderful people and just crazy things you never even think of getting into. I, I had the pleasure of doing that and, and with, with the wonderful people around me. So when it was all said and done, um, that one opportunity opened so many doors and taught me so many things about leadership and I'll never forget it. I was uh, relatively junior in my career, and I was a brand new officer. My first assignment was at Langley Air Force Base in Virginia. As my first assignment as an officer, sat down with my boss for the first time, and we talked for about an hour, got to know each other. And he says, "You know, um, there's 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 just something about you." And we, we, I'm going to put you on this path. Wow. And he mentored me and he shaped me along with a, a number of others. And when I left that assignment, we left together mm-hmm. at my going away party or whatever. He came up to me and he's like, look, if anybody ever asks you, who are you? You just tell them one word leader. Mm. And that stuck with me. I, I, I never, you know, I'm, I'm just a small town country boy and never really was exposed to, to some of this stuff. And, and when he said that, it, it just like pierced me uh-huh. and I never forgot that. Wow. And, and, and when you realize you have God given skills that a lot of people don't you know, may not have, and you have the ability to affect change and lead people and help people, that's powerful. 
extremely powerful. And so that journey kind of took me on and, um, and I've served in, in a number of other leadership roles and in the private sector and, 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 and in politics and stuff since. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I'm in my late forties and, and I look at myself and I was like, how can I serve and continue to serve in a broader way? Didn't even know what business coaching really, I knew what consulting was, but I didn't really understand business coaching until I ran into somebody else a number of years ago. And I kind of started, I'm like, oh my gosh, this, this is it. This is me. Mm-hmm. I love this stuff. And, and leaders, you know, build new leaders. And, yes. you know, I, I had made it to the top. I had this young man come up to me uh, about five years ago and he came up to me in the break room and he's like, Hey, uh, Mr. Ballard, can, can I talk to you for a minute? And I said, yeah, what's going on? He's like, well, I was hoping you could mentor me. Okay. Not the first time that's happened. Okay. That sounds great. But it's what he said next that really anchored some things in my, in my thought process. He's like, I was like, well, why, why, why do you want me to help you? What what kind of things do you want me to help you with? It's like, well, I don't quite know, but you made it to the top and I want to be like you. I want to learn how you did it. Wow. And I never had saw myself at the top of the mountain as a C-suite level person, you know, kind of, you know, conquered the world. I never saw myself that way, but I went home that night and I, I thought a lot about that. I thought, wow, a lot of people see me in that vein. I figured it out with the help of a lot of good people. But one thing I noticed in the civilian sector that was different than the military the civilian sector doesn't focus on leadership. They don't focus on development like other, like the military and, and those kind of folks do. And there is such a need. Yes. And I'm like, I got to fill it. And that's yes. kind of where, where it went. Wow. Gosh, so many things you said there. I want to unpack some of them. I mean, first of all, the, the person who said the one word, if you ever describe yourself leader, that that's, that's powerful. Um, that is really powerful because a leader, I mean, at the end of the day, and I think we get sometimes like, well, who am I to do this? Or who am I to do that? I work with a lot of people who write books and at first they're like, well, who am I to, to tell my story? Well, because you're a leader and a leader means you might just be one step ahead of someone else, but that one step you've learned so many things that you could turn around and help somebody with. And at the end of the day, that's what we're here to do. Right. Um, but I also love your story is just so intertwined with the power of a mentor. I mean, I'm a big believer in coaching and mentoring and mentors. My first mentor was Zig Ziglar and, you know, it, it shapes who you are and something you said in the very beginning, uh, I'm going to paraphrase, but that, you know, sometimes a coach will see things in you that maybe either you don't see, or you're not prepared to see. And, um, there's just, we, we can go so much farther when we have that encouragement and coaching, especially in business. Yeah. Especially in today's world. I mean, you know, with, with the impact of, of coronavirus and the pandemic and, and all the disruption that's going on, you know, we live in a world that moves faster and faster every year. It's predicted 
in the next 15 years, more change will occur than the past 150 years combined. Wow. And so how do leaders, how do businesses adapt to things that are disruptive, like a natural disaster, like a pandemic, like you know, uh, changes in the market or, or what have you, right? War, wars that go on around the world. Anything, you know, that's interesting that, that, that people sometimes forget that we're not alone in the world. Everything we do from an, an economic and, and business standpoint is connected and interconnected. Things that happen in China affect our economy here. Things that happen in Europe Brexit, you know, whatever you want to call it, everything, anything that's going on in the world, good or bad, is felt kind of like a ripple in the pond is felt by everybody. Yeah. And so, you know, when you come out, when when you're riding the high wave of, of the economy pre-COVID, everybody's doing good, everybody's making money, everybody's positive and confident. And then this this little disruptive thing kind of gets introduced into the equation. And then people, you know, it, it exposes, you know, things. It's, it's kind of like the, when, when, when the tide rises, it floats all boats. <laughs> but when it goes out, it exposes everything at the bottom of the harbor, too, that's broken and, and not working right, that gets covered up and glossed over yeah. by everything that's going on that looks good and sounds good in the, in the media when the, when the economy is really rolling. Right. And so I think that's what happened here with coronavirus. It showcased, you know, the things that maybe weren't so good or maybe the things that had been neglected and then people struggled to deal with it and respond to it. So the question really is as well, if the world's going to move faster and if we're more susceptible to disruption, how do we go forward and minimize that? How do we succeed in that? How do we, you know, um, thrive in that? Yeah, no, and that brings up a great question, uh, especially since the podcast is called The Power of Authority Spotlight. And it is about building that authority. And, and as a business owner, you know, how do we do that? And how do you differentiate? And, and so how are, and, and the fact that you came from a family of business owners and entrepreneurs, you probably have a lot more insight, but how, how are you leveraging or how are you building your authority in your business, especially now in this time? Yeah. Well, a couple different ways. One, people underneath the surface, when you see people talk to people, you know, walking on the street in church or, or wherever you, you congregate and talk to people these days, and you talk to them, you're like, well, everybody's doing good. Everybody's okay. And, you know, you kind of get the general, you know, thing everybody tells you. That where they're busy, everything's good, blah, blah, blah. But about 75% of the people in the world aren't. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If, if truth be known, <laughs> they really aren't, quote unquote, good. Right. And, and, and there's some fear there. There's some unknowns there. And really, it stems from, from change and, and being willing to change, mm-hmm. being open to change, being open to the art of the possible, because a lot of people, especially in the small, well, even in the bigger businesses, you know, they, they're used to doing things a certain way. And then when you disrupt that, 
they don't know what to do with it. Then they get nervous, they get scared and they have fears and they start losing sleep at night and they start worrying. And, mm-hmm. and, and especially, you know, because it is lonely at the top as a leader. I've, I've been there. I've, I've cried myself to sleep a few times, you know, in very tough situations. And, and people need to know that there's other people out there yeah. that have been there and done that. Yes. And they're there to help them. And if they can let their pride and, and sometimes ego kind of go and be open to some new ways of doing things and, and, and accept help from people that really know what they're doing, you know, folks like you, what a world of a difference that can make. It, it's actually could be life changing differences for them. Yeah. And so I find myself having, you know, some heart-to-heart conversations with folks about what they're doing. You know, e- even if they're, they don't hire me as, as a coach to come in and help them, giving them resources, mm-hmm. pointing them in the direction, connecting them to people that, that can help them if I'm not the right person to, or they're not able to, to bring me in and do that. And so really it's, it's about uncovering truth and really being honest and then finding out how to navigate people through that process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know you have, um, an assessment that you help people to do just that, right? You do. Yeah. I've got a, a number of different assessments, but, you know, from a, from a business standpoint, I have, you know, uh, a portfolio of different things we can look at to measure, but I, I do have one broader comprehensive assessment that looks at everything across the business, you know, the culture, the mindset, the attitude, the teamwork, the productivity, the marketing, the sales, leadership, communications, all these different components. Some, some, some of the things people don't normally think about when they think yeah. about assessing, they're looking at numbers and figures, but, but, but your company works and operates and successful around one thing. It's people, people, it's people. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of different ways to measure that. And, and I look at that and we score that out and, 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 and average that out. And then we kind of align that with, with where they are and their overall capability and their maturity levels. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, kind of what it takes for them to, to move on to that next level of maturity and, and then, you know, help them pave a path to, to whatever that success is that, they want to achieve for themselves. So, and you have a free assessment on your website, right? That they can, that people can take. I sure do. There's, there's a a free online assessment. You can, (coughs) excuse me, you can go to soarhiercoaching.com slash resources. There's a full page of all kinds of free tools and uh, everything from eBooks and articles to calculators and assessments and things. But one of the showcase pieces on there, it's at the very top of the page, is a business assessment. And it takes less than five minutes to do it. It's free, no obligation. You click on that link and it'll ask you a series of questions and kind of walk you through uh, different aspects of your business. And it it will, uh, at the end, it will kind of package that up in a nice, really pretty visual, graphical dashboard looking PDF document that that gives them a scorecard of, of where they're at and 
and, and some things they need to be thinking about to move forward. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you for, for offering that. That is so awesome. So, you know, I can tell, I, I do talk to a lot of business owners and look, we're all in business because we're, you know, they're, we're here to, to, to be in business, right. Help people. But there's sometimes with people, there's a, a bigger reason behind it. And I can sense that with you, that, that you have a bigger passion driving this. And so my question to you is what legacy do you want to leave with, with your coaching? Yeah, no, that, that's a, that's a powerful question. Um, <laughs> wow. um, but a good one. Um, and, and one I often ask folks that I work with, but, but seldom think about for myself. Um, I, you know, to be honest with you, I'm really not the kind of guy that, that thinks about legacy that thinks about the day that I'm, I'm laying in a casket and everybody's at my funeral, you know, weeping and <laughs> cheering or whatever they're doing. And, and, you know, they read off a bunch of accomplishments and legacy kind of stuff. I'm, I really just don't think about that. But in that same context, if I were to be a fly on the wall in that funeral, my own funeral, what I would want people to know and what people to feel is, you know, that, that Jason Ballard was, was a, a caring, passionate person that genuinely wanted to make a difference in the world. And that figured out at a certain point in his life that, that the good Lord had given him some, some, some things that were unique to him that not everybody had. And that I use that to the best of my ability to, to hand that off to that next generation. You know, it's, it's a leader's responsibility. It's, it's everybody's responsibility, but especially a leader's responsibility to get to a point in, in their life where they start giving away that wisdom. They start setting the next generation up for success so they can continue to, to evolve and, and take it to the next level, not go backwards, not struggle and try to figure things out like you may have to. You, you, you help elevate them uh, so everybody can be elevated. It's kind of like the pebble in the pond analogy, right? Where if I'm the pebble and I help you, Michelle, and, and something happens good for you, that that good will you know, yeah. proliferate out to, to other people around you and they'll do good. And, and, you know, if we all do good and, and, and kind of work off of that energy and inertia that the world just, just might actually be a better place one day, you never know. And so right. this next generation coming up, the baby boomers are kind of rolling off. I think uh, coronavirus kind of, kind of shifted that a little faster than some may have wanted. Now we've got a, a workforce full of millennials and they need mentorship, mm -hmm. good people, smart people, great ideas, but they are just so different and their needs are different. You know, they say, well, I talk to people all the time and, you know, what's, what's your big pain point? Oh, I can't find good people and the, nobody wants to work. And I hear all these complaints all the time. And, and yes, there are challenges, but are you able to give the workforce what they need or are you still focused on what you used to give the workforce that are no longer really in the work, workforce predominantly um, as they used to be? And so there's some big disconnects there. And 
my goodness, if we can empower this next generation and, and give them these tools and, and wrap around them the things that, that you know, you and I and others similar have to offer and they can take that and run with it, yeah. I think we're going to be in good shape. I totally agree. And we owe it to that generation to, to share what we know. As Zig would say, you can have everything in life you want if you just help enough other people get what they want. And most people want hope and inspiration. And, and so if we have a way in leadership, so if we have a way to do that for others, we should. So Jason, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, again, please take advantage of this free assessment. Just go to soarhiregercoaching.com. That's S-O-A-R, hiregercoaching.com. Click on the assessment and take advantage of that. And um, thank you again for joining us and uh, look forward to uh, learning, taking that assessment myself. So thank you, Jason. No, thank you. It's been a lot of fun. Really enjoyed it. And uh, um, I appreciate the, the opportunity to talk to you and your audience today. You bet. All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening and we'll see you on the next Power of Authority Spotlight. Thanks so much for listening to the Power of Authority Spotlight. If you're a successful founder, entrepreneur, business owner, or leader that's getting results and making a difference, and you'd like to be on this program, please visit us at go.michelleprince.com forward slash podcast dash guest to apply. That's go.michelleprince.com forward slash podcast dash guest. Also, if you got something out of this interview, please share this episode. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag, the power of authority spotlight. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. So make sure you don't miss any episodes by subscribing. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, michelleprince.com or performancepublishinggroup.com or find me on social media. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Oh,